I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Like a really small. Okay, well, we'll find out. We're not. Yeah, we're, we're not talking about vaginas right now. We will talk about vaginas later, and we uh, and we could we could talk about it now, but it wouldn't have anything to do with what Kelsey's here to talk about, which is not her vagina. No surprise, and I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. I, 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 I have my hopes were high, but now they've crashed and fallen. But <laughs> but I am really excited to, to dive into what you have to talk about because I learned about. So it's called. Achalasia? Yeah, Achalasia. Achalasia. Sounds like a, a destination uh, for like a nice wedding. Um, <laughs> or like um, the name of a performer at Ralph's place. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Next up to the stage, put your hands together for Achalasia. Get out your loonies. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Don't, yeah. So, Get out your loonies. Achalasia. Sounds like a destination or a stripper. Don't throw your loonies at a stripper. Um but why don't you tell us what Achalasia is? Because I've learned about this um, through us doing the podcast. We've had somebody else actually apply with Achalasia. And it, to me, it sounds like one of the wackiest diseases. I remember now. Oh, yeah. me too. I remember too. I'm super stoked about this conversation yeah. now. Um, yeah, because you had mentioned uh, when we were talking after Ice Awards that someone else had it. And my first thought was like, holy shit, someone else has this? Right, like, because we met um, uh, at, not too long ago. Yeah, at the after. Yeah, it was like an after party, party for an award ceremony here yeah, in Halifax. At Garrison, yeah. That's right, yeah. And so immediately I was like, holy hell, like someone else around here has it? Because when I was diagnosed, like my specialist didn't have any other patients that had it. And so um, I had never even heard of what it is until I was diagnosed with it. So it's basically an autoimmune disorder which uh, attacks all the nerve cells in your esophagus and lower esophageal sphincter. Okay, Whoa. sphincter. I remember reading about that. I remember reading lower esophageal sp- sphincter, and I thought you only had one sphincter in your body. Dude, mm-hmm. you have uh, so you have, many. You probably sphincters. have many because body, it's like a tightening, a bo- tightening and loosening you, mechanism. Mm-hmm. Right? Your body's just a bunch of sphincters, man. It's like true. from your mouth to your butthole, mm-hmm. you just got a bunch of sphincters in there. It's. I feel like a sphincter. Is like I actually don't know this, Dude, but I feel like like an airlock door on a spaceship. Yes, mm-hmm. and there's a, there's a sphincter at every section through your body, which might not actually be true, but you have one in your esophagus to your stomach. You have one to you and have then one to your intestines. Do you have one to your intestines from your stomach? Yes. Okay. And then you have like the other. Like to your colon? Yeah, so you have, well, that's your ileocecal valve. So I don't know if that's considered a sphincter or not, Mm. but could be. If it opens and closes Mm. and is a band of muscle. And makes food entering And makes that noise. (laughs) Or sorry, food entering stomach. Food Um, exiting buttholes. So it would be really weird if you ate through your butt. 
<laughs> yeah, I think South Park maybe did an episode you, on yeah, that. Maybe. You, can, you can eat through your butt if you want. Well, yeah, I feel like you really want to. Can, can you? Sure, I, man. I don't know. We should have a doc on I've eaten, banana, I've eaten bananas up uh, in my butt. It doesn't count if did you get the new, Did you get the nutritional value? Yeah, man. Oh, totally. Wow. I got. I felt super potassiumed up. <laughs> yeah, you feel like you I got had a no lot. muscle cramps for the rest of the day. <laughs> yeah, it was really so great. much potassium that in my was body. Really great. Straight uh, to the bloodstream. Okay, okay. Let's bring it back in. So, so it's an autoimmune disease. Yes. And it affects your your esophagus and the esophageal sphincter. Yes. Okay. So, so how does that? Um, what does that even mean? Like, how does that how does that present itself? Well, it presents itself differently in everyone. Like, no case is exactly the same. Oh, okay. Um, which is really fun. Um, in my case, it, it was really aggressive and really rapid. So at first, it just started as you know when you're really really sick and your your um, lymph nodes are like swollen mm-hmm. and you're trying to swallow like yeah. any sort of liquid or food. And it just feels like there's a lump that won't move. That's what started to happen to me all the time. I'd be like eating or trying to drink something. And then I was just like, Jesus, like, why can't I just get food down? This is fucked. It's like mm. when you when you swallow a pill. And yes. Like yes. It doesn't make it all the way down. Yeah. Oh, and you I try to dry that. swallow and you're like, it's fine. Just power through. Yeah. And then like immediately your body's like. Yeah. What is Boom, that? It's so plus. interesting when you put something whole in your mouth. And you try to you try to swallow swallow something whole instead of chewing it, and it's like it's like your body just is like don't it's just like no don't do that don't do that. So I guess the question is, Kelsey, how much food do you do you take up your butt? <laughs> <laughs> um, thankfully none. Um, but when I was in the hospital, I had to take like six bags of fluid in the arm, like every couple hours. So. In the arm. Oh, yeah. I had a... Okay, so after the, the whole, like, swallowing issue started, um, it got to the point where my lower esophageal sphincter, like, closed off completely, and it had become, like, a bird's beak is what they call it. So... <laughs> By closed off, do you mean, like, it's tightening and nothing... You now, like, basically can't eat anything. Like, anything you put exactly. in can't go down. It can't go down. It's only... It's going to get there and then come right back up. Oh, So, yeah. Isn't was- it interesting imagining, like, a group of doctors around, like, somebody where they're examining examining this happening and they're like it seems almost like it's a bird's beak and then they're just like from now on let's refer to this as the bird's beak is that why they called it bird's beak because it it basically like it's like came to a point yeah your esophagus um i did a barium swallow and i got to see it and basically Mm. your esophagus is like this big tube and then it just goes and just oh it makes that noise too it's like cheep cheep Yes, yeah. it makes little peep noises. Yeah, right. But, uh, what's the uh, Angry Birds? It, it tapers oh. like. Yeah, does it, I love does it like, Angry Birds? Does it taper no, like? Sponsor. No, I'm just kidding. Does it taper like really tight at the bottom, like kind of like did. Jeremy's jeans? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Like, maybe tighter. Like almost know. to the point of cutting off the circulation. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. why my feet are so white. <laughs> um, uh, okay, so like, so did you actually? I mean. Did it get to a point where like you, you not, not, I, I don't mean this in the way like actually putting it to the test, but like you put this to the test by swallowing something and literally it, it just getting stuck. Like would it get stuck, yeah. stuck, stuck? It would get stuck, stuck and then would come up, up. With, uh, involuntarily. Yeah. Like your body would go, oh no, now I'm going to gag. Yeah. And it would just regurgitate back oh up. Oh my God. Okay. So, but wait, why did you like, wh- what was the first time you realized that this was happening that actually made you go to the hospital? Um, when I, uh, in the middle of my sleep, I woke up and was like mid vomit. 
like I was regurgitating in my wow. sleep. Holy shit, that's a fucking gnarly way to wake right? up. Right, I was I was almost like Hendrix. But did did it like, like did it just like happen out of the blue? Like one, okay. So for example, I'm 29 years old. <laughs> uh, I have gone to sleep like my entire life, <laughs> and and have like woken up the next day. Right, without any problems. Mm-hmm. Sure. But like all okay. of a sudden, then if I went to sleep tonight and just all of a sudden out of the blue was throwing up in my sleep when I woke up, was it like that? Sorry, Brian, I didn't quite get that. Could you maybe go through that whole scenario again? Why would I do that again? Because it was clear to every other intelligent person who was listening. <laughs> wow, that was really that was just really that was just really rude. I wasn't even being sarcastic. I'm with you, Brian. <laughs> You are right. Uh, sort of. I mean, okay. uh, you're, uh, wait. Are you? Done? I'm just asking. Was it? Was <laughs> it? You're as, done. I'm really. I'm really confused. Kelsey, <laughs> Kelsey, were you, did you follow that or no? Yeah. Okay. So the thing is, um, I've like had the flu before, and you know, like you get up and you're like, oh, I'm gonna <laughs> blow chunks everywhere. Yeah. You wake up and your body's like, well, I'm gonna puke. Yeah. There was no warning. Like I literally was awake and it was like it was just like coming out of me. Okay. So. <clears throat> One time, and maybe you've experienced this, I've had, actually, I've had this happen like four times in my life, where I'm having a dream, it's actually usually a recurring dream, I'm at the Sackville Sports Stadium, and I'm standing at the urinal, and I'm next to uh, Hell's Angel, and he's standing next to the urinal too, and he's having a conversation with me, and I'm feeling very uncomfortable because I know he's a criminal, and... Uh, and also uncomfortable because I'm, um, a, a young kid peeing in a urinal and this like old guy's trying to like have a, just a combo with me. I'm like, this is not the place to have a combo. And so while I'm peeing, you poop your pants. <laughs> no, no. While no, I'm, I while chose I'm, the wrong place peeing, to do this. <laughs> while I'm peeing, I'm having these thoughts and then I start to wake up. And as I wake up, I'm in mid-piss. Oh, no. <gasps> wow. Uh, so I'm literally peeing in the dream. And as I come out of the dream, I'm also peeing in real life. Did you wow. say this was recurring? This has happened like four times in my life. When's the last time? Uh, well, the last time it happened, I was like maybe 14. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. And then the other times, like uh, uh, 13, uh, 12. <laughs> <laughs> so it happened a year like, annually? It was, it was 14, once a year. 14, 14, once a 14. Year. <laughs> yeah, once a year on my birthday. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you, so you wake up, you wake up, you're, 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 you're th- you wake up basically to yourself throwing up. Yeah. And you're like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. And I was like, um, I don't know, maybe I'm just like sick or something. Like maybe it's the flu, but. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, I, I feel kind of okay. We're, like, I don't have a fever or anything. That was kind of weird. So then, like, as the days go by, it's harder to, like, eat stuff. And then I remember one time I had gone to the movies with my roommate at the time, and I got home, and it was, like, as soon as I got in the door, I was just like, why does it feel like it's still there? Like, the popcorn I had mm. eaten still felt like it just hadn't gotten to my stomach. And so mm. I went upstairs, and it just, like... There was no warning. There was no like pre-retch before you vomit or anything. It was just like, Whoa! like it just shot out of me. Like, oh oh yeah, yeah. You you weren't like, yeah. There no, was yeah, no like, like no, couple yeah, retches like and then whatever. It was just like, <clears throat> and the washroom and it just came out. Dude, Loki did that the other day at the beach. Oh yeah, that's right. He did. <laughs> I was with his dog and his dog was just like near the water and then he goes ah and like <laughs> yeah. shit came yeah, out. Dude, and I went, he, Whoa. Just, he just opened his mouth and out came like water. But what a what a bizarre <laughs> like what a bizarre sensation that must be. And like 
probably I would I would assume pretty uh, jarring, like pretty scary. Yeah, absolutely. it was absolutely terrifying. And the scary thing was when I was telling my mom about it and like my friends, the first thing they said was like, "Oh, you're a woman now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Welcome Surprise. to womanhood. Welcome. We've been waiting." Uh, no, they're like really concerned that I just. Like I had an eating disorder. Oh, oh wow. wow! Interesting. Yeah. So every- I guess that's a stigma that kind of goes along with being a woman and throwing up, right? Yeah. Would, would you Would you say that? Sadly, yeah. But think, like, but like being anyone and and just more, being way like more generally so women, tiny though. and like I've always kind of just looked like an underweight little stick person. So the fact that I was like I'm vomiting all the time, they're right. like, they're like, here's mm-hmm. the proof. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, well, let's take this Which back. Isn't then. The case. This is this is all happening uh, around what age? Like, when does this start to become? Twenty fifteen. Oh fuck! Three years ago. Okay. How old are you now? I am twenty six. I'll be twenty seven next month. So, like 23, 24 years yeah. old is when this all starts to like become present. H- yeah. How long did it take? How many times did that have to happen before you like stopped writing it off as as random just this weird thing? Throw ups. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, I want to say it was like a couple months, and then my mom was like, "Okay, let's take this really seriously, and we're going to like." find someone to refer you to and she had to be there like if it wasn't for my mom being an advocate for me I would have just been like swept uh, to the side and they were just gonna keep putting me off as like a bulimia case when you, when you how, say that how, it took like a couple months yeah. like how many times in those couple months were you sick like that oh god that so it was from like I'm gonna say end of 2014 and then to <laughs> April, May of 2015 is when I started getting all my testing done. Yeah. And so like, were you being year? almost, but, oh, were, but were you being sick? Like, like almost after every meal or was yeah. it like a couple times a week or it got to the point where like the doctor was just like, just try like boost, try like taking some vitamins, try like Whoa. all these other things. So like I was on, I went from like soft food diet to liquid diet Whoa. and then So you're like becoming really unhealthy obviously because you can't get any nutrients in your I body. I w- was down to like 80 pounds. Whoa. Holy fuck, dude. So obviously it makes a lot of sense. It makes more sense now from the outside perspective of somebody who might not be so um, educated on what you're going through right. during that time to think like, oh, she's got an eating disorder. I mean, you drop all this weight, you're, th- you're throwing up. Yeah. It's like you know, one and one equals two. Yeah. Um, like to the point where I was like passing out at work because I just like had no energy and I would just like drop in the washroom and I would just pick myself back up and be like, oh, it's fine. Well, like what was the, what were the conversations that you're having with like people in your life um, at that point when you don't really have a diagnosis of what's going on and like they can obviously visibly see that you're like are you're they being visi- sick, are like they visibly seeing weight. you just like you're at the office and you're like yeah Shelly I you know I'm gonna have those reports to you later like, ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> like, was it like that or um, like or are you at that point I was working retail so it was just like <clears throat> oh my god no you had to pay for all the clothes that you vomited <laughs> no. on <laughs> um, no thankfully it was thankfully just like it was the wicker emporium and she was just going in baskets <laughs> all the time um, fun yeah, fact it was like a kids clothing store and so oh my god no oh yeah so I would just like it, I would just be on the floor and be like I just gotta go I'll be right back it's fine and then like just like coworkers and friends were all just kind of like 
okay, well, we don't know what's happening, but we hope you're okay, and we don't really know how to handle the situation, <laughs> but, you know, it's... Uh, there's, um, there's, there, I don't know why, this is like, the, you know what, we, we always get, uh, we always get feedback from people, and they're like, like, stop inserting your own experiences, like, stop, let the guest talk, they just, you guys talk too much, and we're like, fuck, sorry, that's just us. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. say sorry. Stop, yeah. stop, I'm stop so empathizing. Say, no. <laughs> um, but How I, dare you try to keep the conversation going? Yeah, well, yeah, but I, I feel like this is like an extra <laughs> over-the-top episode where we're doing that, and but, it, but it's because there's so many things that you say, and, and for me particularly, you're reminding me of, of all these, like, experiences I've had that are uh, not similar at all because it's not Accolade but similar in the way that it has something to do with it. Also, this kind isn't of. an interview. It's a conversation. Yeah, too, right, that's Brian. true. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I was at a house party in high school and uh, there, was this, uh, there was this guy who, it was one of those house parties where it was at the, the, the kid's house whose parents were like cool, a, little too, a little too cool. Oh. Uh, I mean like single mom. There mm-hmm. was no dad around, and she was like, "Yeah, do you need a condom? She, Let yeah, me know." That kind of shit. Yeah, <laughs> like, and just like didn't give a fuck what was going on in the house. Anyway, there was this rager going on, and the mom's home, and one of the guys at the party is like having a like a like drunk, super wasted, having like a drunken conversation with the mom, <laughs> and you know he's just talking about. What's going on at school these days, and like what everyone's up to, and then he just kind of puts his finger up, like as in like a uh, the like one moment symbol to her. <laughs> oh no! And then he just he, he puts the one moment up, and then puts his face. <gasps> he p- takes his shirt up and puts his face in his shirt. Mm. So like you know his nose oh, under his shirt and kind of looking down <laughs> at his lap. So all at one time he's like yeah you know blah da da just one moment. <laughs> <laughs> Throws up into the shirt and then puts the shirt back down like nothing happened and just, just continues it. the fucking conversation. That's oh, super pardon nice. me, man. <laughs> she was one of those cool moms, so she was just like, "Oh, boys will be boys." Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was crazy. Do you want me to help you take a shower? Wash that off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she was that mom. Wow, she's the mom that they make porn videos about. Oh no, she was the mom that is currently doing time. Yeah, um. <laughs> and I've thrown up in my mouth. And swallowed it. That well, I I mean that's gnarly, but I bet you I bet you Kelsey's done worse. I couldn't even worse. do that if I wanted to. <laughs> yeah, yeah right. Swallow it. It would just be an endless cycle. Like. <laughs> <laughs> an endless feedback loop of yeah. puke. And puke always mm-hmm. like that card and card mm-hmm. cards gets me anywhere. It's like pooping back before the rubber. <laughs> that was yeah. you. That was with me. Your fa- but with my, your my vomit pooping out of your mouth. Yeah. So so just to like rain rain it back in a little bit. I'm I'm curious to <laughs> you know. You you mentioned that your mom was like a really big advocate for yeah, you. Yeah, my mom and my roommate were like. How, and and what like kind of role did she play in in making this like less about um, them just like trying to feed you boost and things like that to them actually like putting barium down your esophagus to actually like figure out what was going wrong? Yeah, so this is fun. Uh, so after I had gotten oh geez, we did uh, manometry, which is where they put the tube down your nose into your esophagus to measure all the muscle movement. Uh, how gnarly is that? Were well, you you're awake, right? Yep. Oh, I was is very that, much awake. Is that not the worst feeling in the world, having a tube oh, go um, from your uh, nose? I'm going to say a pick line while you're awake going into your arm <clears throat> and watching it, and you can like feel you, it go into your oh, shoulder. No. You got that a was, pick line awake? Yeah. 
Oh, I was oh, totally awake. Guys, no. It was like Don't my worst that. fear, and it <laughs> happened. So. They, and they didn't put you out? No, God, no. It was like they woke me up out of my sleep at like 6 a.m., and like the night before, they had done the whole like, okay, well, here's your options. We could do a pick line. We'll put a, we might put a tube in the side of your stomach, whatever, and this whole time I'm like just fucked on morphine and different things. And, like, you, well, can make, you can make conscious decisions right now, right? Yeah. Wait, whoa, this sounds kind of extreme. Like it. Like why? Why all of these like really intense? Like a, a tube in your wait. We'll side get there. We'll like, get. Let's, yeah. not, let's not jump too far ahead. We'll, so we'll get to the. We'll guess. get to the pick line. We'll get to the pick line. Um. Yeah. So. Wait, so first you had the first you had the what? The, the manometry. The manometry. Okay. Right. Yes, and then I also had a scope done. Just okay. like the endoscope. Yeah. Dang, that's down your throat. Yes. And you're sedated for that. Thank God. Yes. Right? Um, and they did a biopsy to make sure it wasn't like esophageal or stomach cancer. Those came back clear. And then I did, oh gosh, just like a bunch of blood work and stuff. And then what it took was I had fainted at work and um, I had like come to and I just remember I had walked out to the floor just to be like, can I go to the hospital? Maybe just get an IV real casual. And they were like, wait, what? Like, are you, what? You passed out. You didn't even like tell anyone. And then by that time uh, I had like contacted my mom and she showed up like, cause she's living in the Valley and she showed up and my roommate showed up and they took me to the hospital. And the, like I had been taken to ER through an ambulance uh, previously, like a, a month before that because I had fainted on my stairs and And like you were taken to the ER because of an injury sustained or just because you just because because I had passed out and I was by myself and I was like I had hit my head and I was like I don't know what's happening and then of course like after calling parents they're like I called an ambulance and it's on the way yeah right yeah and this passing out is due to the lack of nutrients in your body I have. I can't hold down boost. I can't hold down vitamin pills. I can't hold down anything. Wow, that's crazy. It's not even water. Like, it- not even water. Imagine being so effing thirsty, and all you wanted to feel is that cold water hitting your stomach. Mm, that is a good sensation. When you say when you when you talk about like passing out at work and like your colleagues being like like kind of like whoa what's happening type of thing, I, I feel like there's been so many times in my life, especially like earlier in my life when when I would see somebody like. Or somebody would would come up in like a work setting or or school, and they would say like, "Oh, I think I need to go to the hospital," and you, you just kind of like brush it off and think like, "Oh, whatever." They're no, just like, you they're don't. being over dramatic, <laughs> or like, you know, like that. That was kind of my way of thinking because I grew up as a, an athlete, and it was like persevere through pain, like yeah. don't yeah. let things slow you down, like even when you're sore, like you should push through that. I was going to say, I played sports growing up. Like I have two brothers. And so it's always like competition. Like if you sprain your finger or dislocate it, you're a pussy, put it back. It's fine. Yeah. Um, to the point where like when I was, Oh God, 16, 17, I had appendicitis and my appendix had ruptured at work and I did not send myself home. And yeah, yeah. isn't it funny? Like, and I also get a lot of like guilt. When yeah. I when I do go, you know what I'm not. I'm gonna call in sick. Yeah, I'm like, that I'm, person. I can't like, do this. Yeah. I, I'm like racked with guilt. Yeah, and I think it's because of the. And but the thing background. that like I've realized, and and one thing that I've learned more and more is is like okay, whoa, like your experience isn't the same as everybody else's. People have like very real and serious, you know, illnesses, or they get sick, and and like they actually do need that attention. So like be more considerate of what they actually might be going through rather than being quick to brush it off because I find that like in most 
scenarios, I, I think a lot of people are just really quick to like brush something <laughs> like that off. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. Yeah. So, so you you're at work and you're like, I gotta go. To the, I gotta go yeah. to the doctor. And I was like. like this is, it just got to the point where I was like, I passed out more than once today and I woke up, but I don't remember passing out. So like, this is a sign that maybe I should take this really, really, really seriously today. So we get to the ER and I am put into a room for 36 hours. Whoa. That's yeah. a long time. Waiting for someone to see me. What? Well, that's, that's Canadian yeah. healthcare. Yeah. 36 hours. And it's free, folks. Yeah. But... It comes at a cost. Exactly. And the thing is, is because no one had really heard of Accolasia and like it wasn't really a, oh, this is this, treat it like this immediately yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. So I had been kind of diagnosed at this point. Like that's what they think was happening after doing. So the word Accolasia was in your was, vernacular now. Yes. Yeah, right. And so like it took my mom and I saying like, we're pretty sure it's Accolasia, like I can't eat or anything. And my mom was literally like, look at her. She's like a skeleton and she can't eat and she's trying to eat. And the nurse was like, yeah, no, we're going to try to get someone from Gen Surge to come see you and figure something out to get nutrients into you. And um, I remember the nurse gave me this like little packet of applesauce and it came in the thing that like sweet and sour sauce and stuff comes mm. in. And so <clears throat> I and you're like, I can't fucking eat, eat that eat, right and so my mom was like you know she's like no you put it up your ass honey <laughs> my mom was like you know what just just eat it and let them just watch just let them oh yeah how long does yeah. it like what's the what's the turnaround from you putting it in your mouth to it coming back up oh that was like so i ate it and i want to say like maybe a minute and something and then it's just like whoa like foam just regurgitating uh. like is it painful no, not it just, really. It painful. just happens. You know yeah. why it's probably not painful? Because if the valve is closed off, then the stomach acid isn't actually coming up, which mm. is the a- the acid is what makes the burning sensation. Right? Yeah. Is there Bro is signs. there is there I like so when it. I I throw up, you know, I think a lot more than your average person. Yeah. Um, but when I throw up, there is this like <laughs> very intense. Um, like, like a clenching. guttural, yeah, it's like a yeah. clenching of all my so, my abdomen muscles. Do you get that? I don't get that as much as the average person. Like for me, it was just like a spasm. This is like a just bleh. like a blip, and like this can't be in here. Evacuate, <laughs> Man, dude. That's so fucking yeah, crazy. Yeah. So then that oh, led shit. to Jen Surge coming down and being like, "Okay, here's your options. Here's what we're gonna do." Blah 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 blah. And then I was admitted to the VG. And then um, how many other options were there for what was going on with you? I mean, you mentioned cancer. Like, it seems like it's taking it seems like it's taking like quite a, a bout of time for them to yeah. figure this out. So, I mean, they must have been, they must have they must have been like checking things off and going, well, it's not that it's not that. It's well, not it's that. like super rare. <clears throat> like it's one out of every 150,000 people or something. Ooh, wow, that Sweet. Is, that's very rare. Dude, you're yeah. the second uh, super rare case. Do you, do you guys think really? uh, we've had think- any this week? Knows anything about it? <laughs> Maybe. Oh, oh my work? god! I've never met an Alexa before. This is so exciting. Well, Alexa, what do you know about achalasia? Esophageal achalasia, often called simple achalasia, is a failure of smooth muscle fibers to relax, which can cause the lower esophageal sphincter to remain closed. 
Dude, she's on point. She, oh, she is shit. on point. She is on point. <laughs> that we, was impressive. I, I'm curious if we ask Siri, does Siri know as much as Alexa? Absolutely not. No, watch, Siri's, this, watch this fucking idiot. <laughs> no, Siri's dumb. Hey Siri, what can you tell me about Achalasia? Here's what I found on the web. Here's some information. You lazy yeah, fuck. Yeah, I know. Here's the Google. You know what? And Google, Google is, Google is, in and around on par with Alexa. But I think Alexa's top. I think Alexa's She's really cool. Top. I can't wait till I can change her voice, <clears throat> or have You're a relationship, or you have a relationship her with her. I'd like her voice to be something a little uh, funnier. <laughs> you know, like a, a. Do you want her to be more sultry with you, or did you guys know that Seth Rogen is now going to be doing the voice for uh, Vancouver Transit? Uh, yeah, like Shut the up. Metro. Oh my really? god! Yeah. And and Toronto now. And they and they tested He's... it out on one uh, one of the tube like metro lines in London where they had a child do it. What? Yeah, but so it's just gonna be like mind the gap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, isn't Seth Rogen yeah, kind yeah. of like somebody yeah. who people just generally find annoying after a while? I don't think so. No. I, I find him so but, charming so he, and like he, goofy. He, they announced uh, that he was doing Vancouver's Transit, and then uh, a few days later, he's from he, Vancouver, right? He yeah. signed on to do Toronto as well. No way! Yeah. Shut up! Yeah. Oh my well, god! This is great. Anyway, um, so <laughs> anyway, here's Wonderwall. <laughs> <laughs> so does the the gastral like surgeon come down and 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 basically go? I I know what the fuck we we're gonna do. Yeah. So essentially, they're like, "Okay, here's your options for things because you're not well enough to go under surgery yet. So we have to pump your body full of some nutrients before you can go under the knife, so to speak." Holy shit! You're so sick that they're like, "We can't even give you surgery because you might just die." They're like, "If we try to put you under anesthetic, you might not come back." Wow. Whoa. Wowza. Yeah. Okay, what were the options? So um, they were either going to do like a direct feed line into my stomach. Aha, uh-huh. so here we go. So right. the tube line into the, in, right into the stomach and pump you full of um, Soylent. Yes, whatever magic mystery bag mm. they okay. wanted to put in there. And then there was the pick line, which I ended up getting. And then there was something else. And what goes in the pick line? Just like so IV fluids? I was going to say, um, I have an awesome picture I can show you later. It's like... There's one bag that's fats, one bag that's like a banana bag with like a bunch of the multivitamins and stuff. And then there's your saline and then there's like. Whoa, dude, super, super um, thorough. Just out of curiosity, like, is there not an option that's just like a tube down your throat that just pushes right through that closed muscle? Great question. Here's the thing. It could not access the stomach. So. But. But Why? like, yeah, Why? Well, you can't like push it, through. No, because it was closed off. Like it's so Dude, tight. They're, they're yeah. like they'll tear Here. shit up. Probably. Yeah, let yeah. me let me clench my butthole, and you try to put your finger. in I it. think I, I could get inside. I bet, I bet you can't. I think I could get inside. Uh, I guarantee you, I can. <laughs> you think? Yeah, for sure. Dude, try it. Your butt, your butt sphincter is not strong enough for my my man sized phalange. <laughs> Your man has phalange. This would be a perfect time to cut to the uh, the ad break in the show while we try this. <laughs> yeah, Sick Boy Podcast. We'll be right back after this word from our sponsors. Think of your favorite one-hit wonder. Or that overpriced toy your parents would never let you have. Or that TV show that no one else remembers because it was canceled way too soon. Now, what if we could fix it? 
I'm Francesca Ramsey. And I'm Delon Grant. And after 20 years of friendship, we are now hosting a new nostalgia podcast called Let Me Fix It. Each episode, we'll dig into our favorite celebrities, shows, and brands of yesteryear, and then imagine what it would take to repackage them for relevance today. Think of our show as an intervention, but with way less stakes. So subscribe to Let Me Fix It wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Well, we're back. Holy <laughs> shit. That was wow. awful. Uh, you know what, guys? I admit defeat. <laughs> oh, God. life changing. I, I can't believe we did that. That's I know. so crazy. You know what? And it didn't even hurt, really. So really, they should have just done that with your esophageal oh, sphincter. Yeah. Um, so I want to come back to the pick line thing because I've had a pick line. And I, wanna, I, I just want to put this out there for you in yep. case this ever happens again. Or for anybody out there in the world who might just have to get a pick line someday. Dude, if you if you can turn on the waterworks, if you can turn up the <laughs> the anxiety and true primal fear that you have for having things inserted into your body when you don't want them, they will give you the things that you need so that you don't know and or remember oh, that God, they're going I to wish. do it. They gave me, I was super drugged up anyway, and yeah. then they gave me midazolam, and that stuff, it's uh, it's like, uh, you know the Men in Black thing where they go, yeah. pew, pew, pew. the yeah. memory, gone. That's midazolam. Wow. In drug form. It, you I take wish. it, and then you go, oh, what? <laughs> and it's like, you're, it's like an hour, hours later, and you're like, what happened to my life for the last few hours? And they're like, you'll never get those hours back. <laughs> And, Surprise, uh, yeah. unless, now. unless, By the way, you, you get on a really fast plane and go west. <laughs> yeah. yeah <right. laughs> um, so, yeah, so it, it blows my mind that, that they would actually put a pick line in without giving you something to not like sedate you full, full, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Anesthesia. Yeah. No. But like, there's, how the fuck would they do that without like, like something giving, local or? Yeah, like something, or at least something to make you a little bit loopy. So you're like, I don't mind. Like, no. I, I'm not going to. Like, I feel the equivalent to my experience was, you know, if you go to the dentist to get a filling or whatever, that little numb gel they put yeah. on. Yeah. That's basically all I got. On See, the that's arm. fucked. Because yeah. you, you're going to remember getting that filling. Yeah. Because you're fully conscious. Yeah. Explain the pick line. Oh, here we go. Fun times. Like, okay. is it, it's, 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 you put it in if you're going to be receiving many needles, right? Mm-hmm. You're, Lots of eye intravenous yeah, stuff. Yeah. Like, like, so oftentimes it'll be used in treating cancer mm-hmm. uh, or like kidney or, disease. Or, yeah. Or like, like, for example, for me, I was in the hospital, they knew for like a long time and they would have to change out my IV every once in a while. And I have a real bad time with IVs. So, like, well, we'll put the pick line in and it can just stay there. Um, uh, basically it's a line that goes through like a really main artery or, or, um, uh, vein in your upper arm, like your mm-hmm. the so they're feeding the line between yeah. the bicep and the tricep on the say, side. Of That's my nice least hole. favorite spot. They stick it in there and it goes basically straight to your fucking heart. Mm-hmm. Did, it goes did you just go to your heart? Right up and in and across, across your shoulder and right down in. Yeah, yeah. Well, how do they get it all wow. the way in? Um. Well, once they get that neat, once they get the tube into your vein, yeah, they have like ultrasound stuff going the through. whole time, so they can see <sighs> where it's going. Wow, oh. which that's that can't feel good. No, no. it didn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I just remember because like needles 
are like my big thing. Like I can't deal with needles. Like ever since I was little, no. could not deal with needles. <laughs> and so, and I also have like really bad raging anxiety. And so the fact that they woke me up at six, they're like, okay, time to go get your pick line. I was like, all right, like ready to get some stuff in the old IV line. And they were just like, no, nope, like it's a different line. You're just laying on the table now. And I was just like, Oh, this is happening. Okay, great. And then they just kind of like strap my arm down and then there's like monitors everywhere and they just Do you have a scar? Do you yeah, have a, I do. Yeah, so do I. Mine's like right yeah, it's like a little dot. Yeah. Um looking back on the the time between like starting to have these issues and when you kind of found out what was going on, what was it um what was the I'm interested in the perception that you were dealing with a eating disorder and if that was was that just sort of something that you knew was happening or was it sort of intense and did it make you feel really shitty it was really intense because there's like two parts like one part of me was like wow like these people aren't believing me and i'm like just begging to be able to eat something and I can't. Mm -hmm. And then another part of me is like, holy shit for like people who have this and actually are like actively looking for help. Like, and this is how you're treated and just kind of dismissed and just like, Oh, you're in the hospital and you're throwing up a bunch. Okay. Mm -hmm. Were you kind of getting that vibe from, from everyone or Uh, quite a few people? Yeah. Yeah. You know, we talked about it earlier in the episode of like, like trying to like relate to situations that we can't really relate to. I I do have like, I had a moment, um, when I was with my mom and she was getting treated for her cancer, I went to the hospital with her one night and she was like in insane pain, like excruciating pain. And she was like making these weird, like, like cringy, like, like cries for for like relief uh, while we were driving over there and she was just in this insane amount of pain and when we showed up to the hospital we went in and she kept saying like just give me something for the pain just give me something for the pain because she was just hurting so much oh, and yeah. the doctors I felt like I felt like almost everybody there was like she just wants some drugs she just she's like yeah. literally just putting on this show for drugs yeah. like they yep. wouldn't give her anything and it's a jaded it, medical system it, I it mean. just felt so like it's the only way that I can relate to like like is a it a jaded medical system or well, do they, we they live probably, in a world they where probably see they see a lot of people that come I'm in I'm sure they do like, and they probably yeah, see yeah, fucking narcotics they probably see people who are looking for that stuff more often than they see the people who are genuinely right, right. Know, and that's why it becomes the problem which, and then it becomes very hard to determine who is who another fun thing you have with achalasia is esophageal spasms which mimic a cardiac. Uh, Oh Jesus! Yeah, yeah. yeah, and that like, like they don't fuck around with that. You no. come in th- like with like cardiac issues, like cardiac potential cardiac issues. They're like, mm, you're top of the list. Like, go yeah. on in. Uh, we need to check your heart like immediately. Yeah. Okay. So 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 you you go in. You start getting prepped for surgery, or like at least they're trying to bring you back to some sort of like um, survivable state. Yeah. Uh, so that they can even even consider putting you through surgery. And is that the route that they go? Like, do, is surgery what, is that inevitably where, where you end up? Yeah, because my case had, had gone so far and it was so aggressive that if I hadn't gotten surgery done, like, who knows if I would even be here today. Like, What is that surgery? What is the what is the process? The, I got a heller myotomy. So there's like a bunch of different operations you can get um, because it's so 
rare and it's not the most popular operation. The one that you got. Um, um, It is pretty popular, but a lot of people get the Heller myotomy with a a wrap, a partial wrap, I think it's called, where they take part of your stomach to act as a sphincter. Um, And there's also, in the States, they have a procedure called a POEM, which... um, is a little more experimental, and I literally know nothing about. They just write a. They write a, a like. <laughs> they write a, a really a haiku nice haiku on your esophagus. Yeah, they tattoo it and then just hope and pray. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's very experimental. <laughs> very experimental. <laughs> um, and then there's also other options like um, dilation with a balloon. But the thing is, like, since my. Um, Sphincter had already, you know, compressed so much there was no point of even trying because it would just spring right mm. back. Yeah, and close. right. Yeah, so they were telling us about the Heller myotomy. Essentially, is like they snip the muscle band in your sphincter so that it opens, and you just have a direct esophagus to stomach line. So food wow. can get right from A to B. Whoa! What? Okay, Sorry, can so- you say? Can you say that again? They cut the they cut the, the muscle, muscle band in right? your sphincter, which would be kind of like the drawstring of the sphincter. Just like yes. permanently open the valve, yes. right? So, so basically, you don't have the. No, I don't have that just, airlock anymore. Yeah, the right. airlock's gone. So it 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 basically did. And that's it. And that's it. And then it just stayed open. Like yeah. if the magic yeah. school bus was going in there, it would like it would cut a whole scene out of that. Show. Yeah, Miss yeah. Frizzle would be like, and yeah. here we come to the sphincter. Oh my God, we're ah! <laughs> and then that's that, and they die because they just fall right or into Arnold the acid. Says, I wish I should have stayed home today. And then Miss Frizzle's like, you know what? We can do that. It's not closed. We can do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <right>. So now <clears throat> your so now it's just open. What does that mean? Um. So if you, when she eats and you put your your ear to her belly, yes. you hear you, you hear a yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> things just literally fall. Yeah, that was the, right into I, her belly. I feel like that was the only useful purpose, uh, the only useful way for you could do that thing that that sound ever in your entire He's life. He's like, I've been waiting for this moment. I've been waiting to use that, that sound it. effect. <laughs> that was it for the last thirty years. Yeah. And I finally did it. He's <laughs> been able to do day. it since he was born. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Because uh, while they're telling me like what the operation's for and what it'll do, I was so so excited. The idea, like the prospect of being able to eat again, like. I might not be able to, you know, do headstands or whatever anymore at a risk of, you know, having all the acid come out of my stomach. Oh, is that is that the risk? Like, is that the problem? Um, I don't want to find out. Like, it sounds it sounds like possible. it would be. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm like really easily susceptible to like acid reflux and stuff now. Yeah, yeah. Do you take uh, Meprazole or anything like that? You uh, take yeah, I was on it for a really long time, but um, just by changing my diet and, you know, avoiding spicy food and... I uh, try not to eat a lot of right. I was such a spicy food fanatic. I love like spicy food. I used to be that girl in line who's like, "Can I get extra spicy pad thai? Thank you." Right. <laughs> when they're like, "Do you want um, do you want Canadian spicy or or Thai spicy?" You could probably put that extra spicy pad thai up your butt and be okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, you know what? Your butt hole would hurt, know. but. Yeah. You know, you'd get it for the uh, other podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's a that's a terminal episode. Um, I'm sure uh, there's somebody out here out there who enjoys that. So is that is that basically like that's where you're at today? Like you you've had the surgery, uh, you no longer have the esophageal sphincter, um, and now it's just like yeah, I got to be careful not to do anything that might upset my my acid reflux, but yeah. otherwise like. You don't have that issue of of 
Well, um, the nerves in my esophagus still don't work. So in order for me to eat stuff, I still have to like chug a shitload of water in order to get things down. That means like, so you, you have a hard time swallowing yeah. thi- like, cause, cause I, from what I gather, actually, if, if you've ever watched, there's, there's a, I've, I've watched it a couple times. We used to watch it for voice class. Um, there was these videos that were released online of, uh, some sort of like x-ray video of, of people doing things like speaking and it's, and it's a profile shot of their head, their neck, and like upper chest. Right. And you, you basically can watch their tongue move when they speak, watch their tongue and their esophagus, esophagus like when they swallow. And so like basically when you swallow, I think the food is essentially being like, Moved like and held squeezed and down. squeezed down and held and squeezed down and held squeezed down. Like that, it's like a muscular movement yeah. of just like almost doing the worm. Yeah, down essentially. Your- it's like if you have a piping bag, like with icing, and you're just like taking right. the hands and just... But you you don't have that ability. Nope, at all. So you just f- force it down with like a, with like a, a tsunami of... of Tap water. Yeah, an aggressive amount of water. Like, I always have a water bottle with me. I always have, like, at work, there's all these, like, regular size water glasses. And then I go for, like, the giant mason jar that usually, like, the big guys mm-hmm. try to get to first. And I'm like, oh, no, no. Like, I need Bose, this. Yeah, yeah, right. Big mason yeah. jars. Do you run the risk of choking? <clears throat> Sometimes, yeah. Um, so, like, if I'm, which is so weird. Sometimes if I'm like eating soup or anything and I get like really excited about being able to eat liquids, um, sometimes I'll just like, just gargle up and go in the wrong, like, Whoa. Whoa. I, I was actually just going to ask about that. Like, like when you're, because your esophagus is like, I guess it doesn't move things down maybe as efficiently or as fast. Yeah. It, it does like, do you end up getting stuff in your windpipe? Sometimes more frequently. Yeah. Oh, I hate that feeling. I happened to Taylor while we were recording the other night. Oh my God. I was coughing (laughs) for like half an hour. It was was coffee. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I know. I was such a fucking annoying piece of shit. (laughs) Jesus. Don't Um, be hard on yourself. I took CPR class once and, uh, and we were talking about, um, people choking like, uh, and like doing Heimlich and stuff. And for whatever reason, the CPR instructor was like, yeah, yeah. And sometimes, like, yada, yada, a hot dog gets <laughs> lodged into your lung. And I'm like, Whoa, oh, what? An entire hot what? dog? Just like. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I'm like, yeah, I guess, like, some Kobayashi motherfucker was, like, <laughs> trying to swallow the thing and uh, just slid right down and went into his lung. lung. Casual. Whoa. <laughs> uh, I thought that that was a myth. Uh, Alexa. <laughs> Alexa. <laughs> Can you swallow something and have it end up in your lung? Hmm, I'm not sure. She's still, she's she, still learning. She, yeah, she yeah, she's working on it. You know it. what? Yeah, we'll we'll give her the benefit do you think of the that, doubt on that one. Do you think that when she gets a question like that that she doesn't know the answer to, it just gets filed away somewhere? Absolutely. In, oh, immediately. In Dude, absolutely. She's already looking up the answer for I, next I time. I get an email uh, once every two weeks, and it's like, here's what's new with Alexa. Try asking her this. Try asking her this. Try asking her this. Alexa, Alexa go away. Alexa, never mind. <laughs> Alexa, I didn't say your name. Stop. Shush. Alexa, go to sleep. Oh, hey, that's a good one. I've never tried that. And that worked really well. She was, she was perked up there for a sec. <laughs> she was perked up. She, she was, was about to say she, something. You know what, though? She went, ah. 
You know what oh. though? <laughs> She's <laughs> always perked up. She is, yeah. Which it, is the crazy thing, right? Yeah. And also, the so is listening. so is Siri. <laughs> Your FBI agent. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, they're gathering all of our information, and advertisers are just drooling about it. So, out of this entire experience, like, what would you say? Um, what What would you say was like the scariest thing you you've you've come across or or experienced? Um. I'm so glad you asked. Okay, so before I went under, they were like, okay, we're just going to do just really minor, quick, in and out, laparoscopic procedure where you'll only need like a couple incisions and it'll be fine. And then I came to like uh, nine hours later and I had been cut Mm. open from sternum to... Oh, whoa, dude, no way. Yeah, because once they got in there, like with the laparoscopic tools and the camera and stuff, my insides were so shriveled up like dried Mr. Noodles. (gasps) Oh, no, from just like not being used. Yeah. And they were were like, water. So so, doctors... So the time... Doctor... Uh, so, doctor, so, can, yeah, can so, you uh, send water in yeah, so, through that hole there? Right, so the mm-hmm. <laughs> no, so that, that, okay. little, that little slit right, is not so, enough. You need to split or open right. from sternum. Right, so okay, <laughs> that's exactly what my inside said. The doctor was like, "Fuck, we got to split her open and just pour jugs of yeah. water in there." <laughs> Aggressive. She needs more water. So <laughs> sorry. Go so, ahead, Terry. Thanks. So from the time, from the there, that was a a a long period of time for them to for you to have the issue start and then to actually get it resolved with surgery. Like because obviously in an ideal world, not enough time has elapsed from the first instance where it happens for your insides to just be like, we don't do this anymore. Yeah. That's so crazy. It is wild. Yeah. So then, so they're all shriveled up and they, would they have to just remove, like, was it, were they dead? No, they were just like, just so compact <clears throat> together. Like they had just kind of retreated essentially. Dude, they were definitely, no. they were definitely like just thirsty, you yeah. know, like thirsty for, for water, but like also thirsty for like <laughs> nutrients, yeah. you know, like vitamins and like, Mostly water, though. It just yeah. reminded me of a uh, sick animation uh, <laughs> clip that I just won't even repeat. It's so nasty. Um, that's that's crazy. Yeah, that's one of the like, craziest things you I've had ever mentioned because um, you were hosting Ice Awards, and then you said this uh, part about you know the possibility of being cut open. Yeah, that's right. And immediately it just like boom hit right home because I was like, I'm, I know what that's like. Know exactly what that's yeah, like. Right. And then it happened. And like, but what, what was the resolution of that? Uh, of being cut open. Yeah, they cut you open. They're like, "Holy shit, she's shriveled. She's all. She's a. She's a ninety-year-old woman in yeah, here." Yeah, essentially. <laughs> um, so they were able to do the procedure. They didn't do the wrap. They just kind of cut it open and like hope for the best sort of thing. Sewed me back up and then came to. And then, um, well, first of all, I was like, "Why do I feel like?" I have stitches all over me. <laughs> all over the place. Like, this is so much more pain than I anticipated. Mm-hmm. And then I, one of the nurses came over and she was like, yeah, no, don't don't touch your stomach. Don't, like, do whatever. And I was like, why did you? And then immediately I was like. Uh, um, wow. I, have a, I have a question for for uh, both of you guys, Kelsey and Jeremy. Um, did, did you guys 
do you guys ever get like weird, sharp abdominal pain? Like not not on the inside, but like on the on, on the almost scar? On, yeah, like almost on the scar and no. on that area. No. no, but sometimes it's like weirdly itchy. Because I had laparoscopic surgery. Yes, weirdly itchy. I yeah. get, and I get that on my collarbone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, where I have the plate. Because yeah. I had um, I had laparoscopic surgery for my uh, uh, appendix. Had, yeah, appendix I had had it done. Appendix for removed too. as well. I don't understand and, how they take the organ out through the small thing. This, just dude, like, organs are like the, are like rats, dude. <laughs> they can fit through anything. They suck it right out. That's pretty yeah. crazy. They're, um, they're just gelatin. But uh, but I I wonder because like sometimes I get like almost like a little sharp like pain. little like abdominal pain. It almost feels like. But I just wonder if they just kind of like cut through something and you know every once in Did a while. Did you have staples or sutures? Uh, I don't know. I can't really remember. I think I had something that just dissolved. Like yeah, yeah, the yeah, the, yeah, yeah. I had that too. I no, I don't. But I, but I have had actually. You were there. We were doing really intense ab uh, abdominal work, uh, toes to bar at right, the gym. Yeah, and at I was going, I, What I was, was your AMRAP for it? Uh, it was a heavy AMRAP that day. It was probably like a nine point nine out of eight. Okay, that's, um, that's pretty heavy. So we're above hundred percent. So. Yeah, and it was, the wad was like was extremely thick. Right. So, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I was doing toes to bar, and I was feeling it for the first time. I was feeling the scar tissue, like reacting to the muscular tension. And it was right. like, oh, that's a weird feeling. It didn't feel good. Yeah, like anytime I try to do like sit-ups or anything, there's like... Yeah. Well, your scar tissue's probably like, what's going on? like, well, fuck, fuck. Um, what happened? Uh, so was it painful to start eating food again? Um, I feel like I was too excited to care. Like, yeah. <laughs> What was the like, first thing you ate? Um, so... The first thing I had a hot dog and it went straight to her right lung. They were like, please God, just eat plain porridge, yeah. nothing else. And you're like, I'm gonna go get Thai. Yeah. <laughs> Spicy Thai. Oh God, just mild. Um I remember um looking at my dad and being like, Can I have ice water? Like I just want ice water. Yeah. And he was like, Yeah, yeah, sure. And then the nurse gave him like this little cup with like ice chips and a little bit of water. I just remember like two-handing her and, like, downing it and then just feeling, like, cold water touch home base for the yeah. first time. All those little dry organs. And we're like, oh, thank Man, God. Kelsey, you're, like, I, I totally, totally, totally can relate to that sensation because <laughs> yeah. when I had when I had the... Uh, Stop making this about you, Jeremy. Intussusception, uh, <laughs> yeah. the, the first time, um, it was a long time before they figured out what was going on. Right. And so it was like, they were like, it's a bowel obstruction, it's a bowel obstruction. But I, it was almost like accolation that I would, anything I put in would immediately come, come out because I was so obstructed. Right. Like I was probably like a couple weeks away from literally shitting out my mouth. Oh God. Which is a thing. That really? is an actual thing that can happen. Yeah. <gasps> Happens to old people. I um, would have... It would. It's pretty. It's, like it's pretty awful. No, I think I have a new fear. So no. yeah, you definitely don't want. You that. should ask. You know who? I will. About, I'll ask her if someday. that's possible. Also ask her someday because I don't um, know if it is. You no, know, it actually is. There's there's a name for it. We'll, we'll look it up later. Who's you know who? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, I was like, <laughs> don't. <wake> uh, <laughs> how should it be? If, like if your wife's name was Alex. <laughs> and, uh, uh, no. Um, anyway, so so I couldn't take anything in. And I couldn't drink water. Yeah. And I remember, like, I remember I, I was watching The Mummy. I've actually talked about this on the podcast. I was watching The Mummy. That was one of the first movies I saw while recovering. And you know the scene yeah. where the giant, like, wave, the mummy turns into a giant wave. I love that movie. Or so chasing good. the plane. Yeah. I started crying because 
I was so thirsty that that fucking giant wave, toot uncommon oh. wave, or whatever the fucking sand wave, was. the sand wave. No, I thought it was, it was sand too. Was it a real wave? It was a real wave. Oh, I thought a, it was a sand wave. Uh, maybe it is. I don't know. But I was just like the concept water. of a wave. The concept yeah. of a wave was just so. <laughs> wild. It tears. would almost be worse though if it was so sand. Yeah, it was just I know. Dry. It's just dry. Yeah. You're just like, oh, it's so dry, right. and his mouth is open. Oh, yeah. it's so dry. Yeah. I I just remember crying because I was so thirsty. But then when I finally was able to take a drink of water, it was like. It was it was one of the most satisfying feelings in yeah. the world. Like I, I, to to one of my fears is like to get lost in a desert and like lose out on food and water. Like oh, that to wow. me is like yeah, that's hard. For me, it's hardcore. like being in the middle of the ocean and not being able to drink that water. Yeah, right. Oh wow. Yeah, you just took it a step further. Yeah, yeah. you're just surrounded by it. Can't drink. You know what any you're supposed to do it. in that situation? You're gonna bear girls. I know. Uh, catch fish with your bare hands. Eat their eyeballs. Uh, no, close. Catch fish with your bare hands and then, uh, open its mouth, pee into it, close its mouth, shake it. So it just like sterilizes your pee and then drink your pee. It comes out just like pure water. I think your pee is sterile Hmm. anyway. Is it yeah. not? Yeah, yeah. I was going to say. That's what, I, that's what I said. So. There's uh, an episode where, like, Bear Girls just takes a tube and puts it in the water and then puts it up his asshole. No, I didn't see that. Dude, dude, that's way too far. That's what we've been saying this whole podcast. <laughs> stick it up, up your, your ass. Asshole. Okay. <laughs> Kelsey. Stick it up your ass. We're going to wrap this up. Yeah. Uh, but before we do, um, what would you say is the biggest thing that your Appalachia has taken away from you? Taken away from me? Oh, God. I would say that carefree attitude of like going anywhere to like eat anything and not think about it and not having to have some sort of liquid to drink with it. Right. So like uh, I don't go anywhere to eat on like first dates or anything because the idea of having to be like, sorry, uh, I have to go vomit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry, I can't talk. Stuck. Ha ha ha. Real casual. Um <laughs> mm. Yeah, just that ability to be like, hey, where are we going to eat? Just like, whatever, great. I'll eat so much pizza and not have to worry about it getting stuck and then maybe throwing up about it. Right. You're like a walk in the park kind of gal. Like, yeah. go somewhere, like, go to a movie. I shouldn't drink. Not even a movie. Liquid is fine. Like, right. liquid's great, but like. Cocktail bar. Let's go to a cocktail bar. <laughs> <laughs> what um, would you say is I'm the, not trying to date you what would you say is the biggest thing that your experience with Appalachia has given you um it's gonna sound so cheesy but like a bigger appreciation for life yeah like being that close to death's door and also while I was at the VG I was sharing a room with this beautiful human her name was laura johnson and she had just gotten like a sugar baker um procedure for no she did not yeah. dude sugar, we know about that sugar baker the sugar baker technique do you know fucking she, crazy yeah do you know she, about the sugar baker technique i do do you she, know the muffin man <laughs> <laughs> the muffin man yeah she had gotten that done and Whoa. um I just remember being like, holy shit, like it could be so much worse. Yeah. And so she and I became like really close and her partner, Alonzo, would come in and just like be so great to her. And he would like motivate me as well. And like every day he would make sure that we both got out of bed and like we'd always be smiling. And so anytime I ever felt down, I would just be like, holy, like 
it's not cancer. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, uh, Kelsey, I gotta say, this has been a treat. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're 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 just such a lovely guest. I love that oh, you can just you. roll with the punches and and make us laugh um, <laughs> and just talk about shoving stuff up your ass. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and I hear Big B, and that means our other guest is here. So uh, let's wrap this up. Uh, boys, why don't you take it away while I go greet our, our next guest? All right. Well, um, if you could do us a major solid, you can go on over to iTunes and leave us a rating and a review. And, uh, if your review is like super funny and we think it's funny, then maybe we'll read it on the podcast. I don't, we, we've never really done that because you know, nobody's, nobody's shit is up to snuff. We have, we have done it like once or twice, but like, you know, we just need those really high quality yeah, reviews. Yeah, really, really high quality. I mean, we'll get better at it. I feel mm. like after today, people are just going to get their Alexas to do it. Yeah. 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 Whoa. That's cool. actually, uh, that'd be sweet if you could do that. I wonder if you can, that would be sweet. Alexa, um, and Sick boy. <laughs> she's like, she's like, I give it one star. And if your name is Alexa, you definitely should be reviewing the podcast yeah. because, yeah. like, maybe that will encourage the other. Yeah. Alexa. Or if your name's like Julia or or, or George or whatever, <laughs> uh, you should review it. So uh, if you want to support us, you can also go to patreon.com slash sick boy. And all of that money actually goes. I know I make a lot of jokes sometimes about us getting penthouse suites and uh, balling out on sweet vehicles, but we clearly don't make enough money on Patreon for that to happen anyway. But all of your dollars go to helping us. Basically, we, we, we use a lot of it either to uh, produce the show or to travel to different places and meet new people and have new conversations. And it really does mean the world to us. So if you have supported us in the past or you support us now, we thank you to the moon and back. And if you would in the future, we love you. And we're actually super close to our next goal. And when we reach that goal, we're going to be going to another city, a new city, and uh, and hopefully one that one of our patrons, uh, Patreon patrons lives in. And, and that could be really cool. Uh, but uh, at this part of the, of the podcast, I usually thank um, uh, the sound designer, Donovan, and, and the band Take Part. But right now, I just want to say, go and donate blood. Uh, oh, there's big like, time. There's, like, some shortages of blood and stuff, and, like, we, we just, like, really need, need you to mm-hmm. go and donate blood. So, like, this podcast is ending, like, pretty much right now. So as soon as this ends... Um, just call your local uh, blood bank and set up an appointment to to go and do that. Also, it was really weird that there was this like symphony of meowing cats in the background oh, for the last little bit, uh, yes. courtesy of our uh, of our of our good friend Donovan Morgan, who uh, does the sound design on this podcast. And also, thank you, Take Part, for this. And uh, that's all I got, guys. That is it for this week. I'm Brian. I'm Taylor. I'm Jeremy. And I'm Kelsey. And this is Sick Boy. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.